This is an AMI podcast. Put down your sub, lady, and help me out. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I need assistance. And just stuff like that. And, like, even... Um, You're so entitled. Yeah. Well, you know, Put I'm, down your sub and help me out. I, I was hangry. I was hangry. <laughs> Well, hello and welcome. This is Low Vision Moments. It's the podcast all about those sometimes frustrating, potentially embarrassing, but often pretty comical things that happen when you are just going about your day with a visual impairment, blindness, or albinism. I'm Jenny Bovard. Hello, I'm your host. And this right here is episode number 33. Ah, let's talk about embarrassment shame, humiliation, shall we? We all love talking about those stories, those things that happen to us. Like it or not, we all experience one form of these kinds of things from time to time. And I am no exception. You hear it all the time on the podcast, if you watch or listen. And I have walked into and knocked over more than my share of wet floor signs, just as one example. And let me tell you, there is no graceful way to get away with that. There's no graceful or silent or quiet way to sneak that one by anybody. So what else are you going to do other than deal with that twinge of embarrassment and look around and pick up the sign if you can find it, put it back where you found it, and hopefully not slip on the actual wet floor that the sign was trying to warn you about. Move on with your day. So here to discuss our shameless approach uh, to life and the embarrassing moments that come along with it, the unapologetic and shameless approach to life uh, that I think this guest shares with me, I'd like to introduce and welcome Ben Aquaco to the Low Vision Moments podcast. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you for having me today. I'm so excited. It's been two years in the making. Uh, so yeah, let's get this baby started. When you say two years in the making, I think that means you've been listening and or watching on YouTube, which I love. Love to bring a listener slash viewer on and get your experience. Uh, I guess you have an idea of how things go around here, but you also host, you, you co-host rather, a podcast of your own. That's the CNIB podcast, which is called The Lens Living Diverse, which I think does such a great job at sharing just a really nice array of stories from individuals and their sight loss or visual impairment journey and, and really as well as organizations that are connected and supporting the blind community. So what else, other than being a, a co-host of your very own show, what else do you want the people to know about you, Ben? Of course, of course. So as you said, I co-host The Lens Living Diverse, a really amazing podcast. And uh, with that said, um, what I do is advocacy, a lot of advocacy and awareness and accessibility and education in the role that I have. And then also on top of that, I'm a recent master's of social work graduate. So eventually one day I want to kind of have my side practice where I'm able to counsel racialized families with disabilities, right? So with children with disabilities, because uh, if you are listening to The Lens Living Diverse, you know that we're looking at different identities. So it's so important to have that perspective as well. 
A little bit about me as well is I I love to run. I love to work out. I do a little bit of hip hop. I write a little bit of R&B music and I'm just a, a venturous cat and just likes to get myself in uh, a little bit of trouble for sure. <laughs> a little bit of trouble in a good way, in a good way. I think... I'm already finding out that we have a lot in common. We haven't talked about this, but I'm really <laughs> into running too. So let's let's not go too far off the rails with that because as a runner, you know we could probably talk about that for, for days, uh, at least the all whole day. podcast. <laughs> all day, all day. Of course, of course. Well, that's awesome. I'm really uh, I'm really happy for you with your recent graduation. That's, that is uh, such an important role that you're going to be filling in the community. So I look forward to seeing what you do with that as as well. Now, before we move on, I decided to have you on as a guest uh, as a from because of a recommendation from my dear friend and co-worker Ramia Ramia Muthan of the Kelly and Ramia show on AMI. When Ramia comes to me and says, "Hey, I've got this friend, and they've got a bunch of amazing stories. You should really have them on the podcast." I jump at that because I have such respect for Ramia, and she has such good taste. So thank you to Ramia in advance. And if you haven't checked out her content, Kelly and Ramia is where it's at. She's got a podcast of her own, and uh, we'll we'll link that in the show notes as well. But we could talk about running, we could talk about Ramya, but we're here to chat about the shameless and again sort of unapologetic way that we deal with the things that come at us in our day-to-day -day lives. And we talk a lot about these things on this podcast. But when we were planning this conversation, Ben, I kind of I kind of struggled to I, I was thinking to myself what really embarrasses me? What do I feel ashamed about? And if this was a different time in my life, if this was 10 or 15 years ago even, I think I would have a long list. I think I would have a pretty long list of things that, that we could talk about. But this thought process really only solidified for me how much I've changed in the last several years. And it's and it's a good thing. And that really came through when you and I first met that you seem to have always had this attitude. And maybe that's not the case. But one instance, not too long ago, that sort of sent me on this track and sort of thinking like, wow, I really, you know, I've really come a long way. There's this real, there was this really lovely coffee shop, uh, about a 20 minute walk from my home. My husband and our dog and I would go on our weekend family walkie there, usually on a Saturday or a Sunday. We would um, take our nice walk down to the coffee shop. And what was really cool, it was called Local Joe. And what was really cool is they had like a little takeout window where pedestrians, not motorists, but pedestrians or people on bikes or people with their dogs, they actually loved having dogs come up to the window. We were welcome to come up to the window and just place our order there and get our order right through the window, not have to go inside. Really nice option when you have a dog that's not a service dog like mine. So we frequented this place all the time. Unfortunately, it closed after something like 20 years of being open. Mm. I know, right? Yeah. It's actually a big loss. Like there's oh. nowhere local to go anymore to get my coffee in my neighborhood. Oh. But 
I digress. Thank you for your sympathy. <laughs> Not too long before they closed, we popped over to the local Joe coffee shop and I had to run in and use the facilities. I had had a coffee before we left the house, <laughs> so yeah. I had to make room for more coffee. So um, my husband and dog wait outside. I head inside. I know exactly where the washroom is because I had been there many times before in my many, many years living in the neighborhood. Uh -huh. I know exactly where to go, even though the stairs inside are a little iffy, uh, uh -huh. to say the least. They're a little steep, a little sketchy. Uh, made it in there, no problem. I get into the washroom, though. The toilet seat is not on. It's not on the toilet. So luckily... Uh, this may be too much information, but that's kind of the game here on low vision moments. Uh, I, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I've got strong legs. I'm, I'm good to hover. We talked about running, you know, I can just hover like nobody's business. Uh -huh. It's kind of not a big deal to me. But as I come out, I think, oh, what I should probably let someone know about this. Like not everyone, not everyone can hover. Some people need a seat. And this seat was not attached at all. It was like kind of hanging off to the side. So I go up to the counter, think I'm doing a nice thing. And I say, oh, hey, I thought I should let you know. I think there's something wrong with, you know, the toilet seat in there. It might need to be like screwed on or something. It's really not sitting on it at all. And they, <laughs> do you want to know what they said? What did they say? Let's hear it. Oh, yeah. That's why there's an out of order sign on the door. Ah, uh, <laughs> the good old out of order sign. There were a bunch of customers in there. There were staff in there. They let me go in there. No one said anything. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, the, the good old out of order sign. And it's funny because I love how you, with that story, first of all, is noticing something. So I love the wet floor sign that you made mention at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And it's funny with all us blind folk, literally, I like to call myself like the blind Pele, you know, because I'm always kicking... <laughs> Kicking wet floor <laughs> sides, you know what I mean? So yes, totally. And it's it's those things that we miss. Actually, I got a similar story for you, where I remember I used to really visit the Mississauga area. So I used to work around there, and I remember I was coming from Square One, and in between, for those who know that area of Square One, in between Square One and the Transit Depot, it's this place where you could go to a washroom, you could get a coffee. And just like you, just like you and your coffee, I need to run to the washroom. And I still remember going into the washroom, uh, washing my hands, everything's nice and whatever, just like a regular visit to a washroom. I was a, I believe I was somewhat of a cane user. And I remember going to a washroom and then just looking back and seeing a man come out the other washroom. And uh, after, I was just like, I was just in the woman's washroom and no oh. one said anything. <laughs> Someone came and washed their hands beside me. Everything. It was just so natural. And uh, this is this is like 2000. So honestly, I was just like, oh my gosh, I just walked in the washroom casually. And I was so natural about it. It's just like, la, 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 la. So definitely those things that we miss for sure. No harm, no foul. No. And all the people that didn't say anything... Hopefully it's because they were such accepting people, exactly, right? Exactly, exactly, exactly. You can't help but think, like, what what is going through these people's minds? 
You know, like if I see something, I say something. Yeah. You know, in almost every context, unless you know it's dangerous, unless I'm going to get myself in like some real trouble. But I don't know if I knew there was an out of order sign, I, I'm going <laughs> to try to stop someone before they go in there. But the wet floor signs. Yeah, I'm forever kicking things that are down in that area. I don't have that type of peripheral vision down there. Yeah, and my poor dog, speaking of him, I'm always kicking him in the legs, the poor thing, because he gets, you know, they get right down there. And I just, I don't, I don't see you down there, buddy. But no, you never know. Maybe you could get recruited for like the next punter. Hamilton, Ty Cats punter, everybody, Jenny Bovard right there. <laughs> she kicked a lot of dogs, a lot of cats, a lot of signs for sure. The next time I boot something, I'm all, yeah, yeah. I'm only gonna be able to think of oh, blind Pele. I'm yeah, stealing that. It, for it's sure. good. It's good. Go. But it's funny that you make mention of. I wonder what people's responses are and people's reactions because I always think to myself, especially when I'm traveling with another person who is blind or partially sighted, and I always think to myself. It's this big coffee window. So you have just this window and people are sitting having coffee or having tea or whatever, having their lunch. And they see people who have sight loss kind of going by that big window and looking for the door. And I'm just always imagining those people being like, yeah, you're there. You're the- oh, no, then yeah. you went too far. No, don't come back, blind people. Come back. Oh, no, turn around. Oh, my God. Should I go get them? Oh, my God. They were so close. It's almost like a sport, right? It's almost like you're watching a sport. I am so there with you. Yeah. I <laughs> finding doors yeah. is not my strong yeah. suit. Like every like so much glass and just reflective stuff and like sometimes you just can't tell where the door is, is situated. Yeah. Sometimes you go to the door that is locked for whatever reason and you're pulling on it and there's often a sign or something, but I'm not going to see that. I don't know. I never really thought about it in that context of like, hey, maybe they're rooting for me. Maybe they're like, oh, no, five more steps to the left. Oh, no, five more steps to the right. I find that a lot of us, we automatically go to like, oh, my God, I got it. Like, I look foolish. You know, I, I feel embarrassed. And like, what the hell is what is even the point of feeling that way? You know, that. People probably aren't judging us. Probably. I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. And even uh, another funny thing I find is where it could be like a push door or pull. You know what? We're going to go with push, a push door. And then here's me just yanking away, yanking away and just (laughs) trying to get into the door and be like, well, it's locked. And then seeing like an eight-year-old girl just push away and it's like, ah, I should try harder. But I'm, I'm going to actually go back and I guess the topic matter of today where we're looking at uh, shame and embarrassment. And I really liked how you were making mention of kind of evolving from once upon a time when I did kind of bump into that pole or I did knock over that old lady, which I have done <laughs> once upon a time. With, I'm sorry to that old lady. Shout outs if I... If I did anything, (laughs) any previous damage. Shout out for forgiving that. Yeah, exactly. Forgive me, forgive me. But I remember once upon a time where I was so embarrassed, it would wreck my whole entire day. I would feel like, oh my gosh, why am I going out? I just needed to go pick up something from the store and this is what happens. And even just to evolve now, where I think it's the experiences of 
coming across people like yourself who have low vision as well, and even working in organizations with low vision, I realized that you have to own it because you can't be perfect. Like we put these high standards of ourselves, like we're these, we have to be these perfect blind people and I have to literally do a twist and a cartwheel and land it and yeah. jump back and forth, but you don't have to be perfect. You know what I mean? I think it's, it's that for, for me personally, I think it's, you know, I was trying to prove to myself and to everyone else that, Hey, I can move about the world and function in the world just as anyone who has good eyesight can. That is mostly true. You know, there are real and tangible barriers out there. But I think something else that I've realized, it's absolutely true what you said that I think being around other people who have low vision or who are blind, just being around people who kind of get it and have those shared experiences, that's a big part of it. I'm learning as well that people who have who have good eyesight, they do embarrassing shit all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a lot of the same stuff. I think it's just that it, in some cases, we're more likely to do it. Do you know what I mean? People yeah. push on a pull door. People who have good eyesight, they knock over the wet floor signs. It might, may or may not be because of their vision. It's not because of their vision, most likely. It's likely because they're not paying attention. Um, But you know what I mean? I think the bottom line is that, you know, stuff happens no matter who you are. Maybe we're more likely to fall in a pothole or what have you, (laughs) right? Embarrassing things happen to everyone or potentially embarrassing things, as I like to call them, because it's what you do with the experience, right? You know, in the moment, I had a, a very recently, I was out shopping and i'm gonna try not to go on a rant here but it might be hard i don't know if this has happened in ontario but here in nova scotia during covid they took away at a lot of the grocery stores they took away like the little baskets that you can carry around with you with one hand and they haven't brought them back i don't i haven't been able to get a straight answer why in fact i asked I've asked multiple customer service people at multiple stores, short yeah. of starting an advocacy campaign. I've done had some conversations. Uh, <laughs> they can't give me a straight answer. I've got all kinds of different reasons. One person actually responded, oh, you're visually impaired, but you're so pretty. And I was just like, so yeah. flabbergasted. I couldn't even respond. I was like, wow, way to miss the point, lady. We don't have the baskets at a lot of places anymore. We don't have a smaller shopping cart at a lot of places and where they're supposed to be available. For some reason, they're out in the parking lot and they're not in the store available. So I, the other day, was trying to drive one of these gigantic monstrosities of a shopping cart. I fully did not need it, but I I couldn't carry the (laughs) amount of stuff I needed to get either. So I'm shopping around and I I wander over into the clothing section and my depth perception is very poor. I'm not good at navigating things through narrow spaces. And I, but the thing is, is I was in this like really wide corridor, but I was trying to get close to this rack of cute pajamas that I was eyeballing. And don't I take the whole rack down with (laughs) With the car, the whole thing comes crashing down. And I'm just like, oh, that's perfect. That's that's not going to draw any attention. So I I immediately just start cleaning it up, you know, trying to clean up after myself. 
sure certainly someone that works there comes over and they're like hey can i help you and i'm like no no don't, don't, don't worry i just i just didn't couldn't see where i was going i'll pick it up don't worry about it and yeah. like i don't know it they, i sh probably should have let them help me out but in the moment i was like no nah, this is silly this was my this was my bad let me fix this but yeah. you know there's that twinge of embarrassment and again, like you said, there's a time when that would have ruined my whole day. Would have sent yeah. me. I might have cried. I might have gotten red in the face. And, you know, I would have let it affect the rest of my day. I just moved on with my day that day. Hopefully the staff person, you know, had a little bit of a chuckle because they had, they kind of know me. They've seen me there before. And I th think they figured out I can't <laughs> see well. If they see me they driving do. a cart, there's a good clue. Um, but, you know, she was very gracious and I, I don't know. I just, I think that would embarrass a lot of people who maybe don't have a visual impairment and are not used to doing that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. I think that that would embarrass a lot of people. Exactly. And I, I like how you, first of all, you knock it over. You should have just been like, oh, this is how I shop. Like, I just knock it over. <laughs> You know, like, yeah. I couldn't it, get to the ones in the back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Talk about a fall down sale. You know what I mean? Oh. So we got this. We got clearance. <laughs> Cleared out the house. I so, think this one's on sale now. <laughs> this one's damaged now. Exactly. Exactly. Break some glass and be like, I'll take this one. But yeah. you make such a, a good point. And the one thing that I almost bring to the way I live life is the fact that I want to be unconventional. So I found that when I was younger, the things that I expected people to think, I would just twist it on them, right? So like, if I were to make a mistake, I'd throw in a joke over there, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, I get hitting the the nads with a soccer ball and I'd be like, well, I'm pretty ballsy still. So like just <laughs> something like that. And I that's feel comedy like, gold though. Yeah, that's 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 and no what's the thing I don't get. We pay to watch comedy and it's right there in front of us. And you know what? I'm I'm gonna reveal a secret and hush hush. Like this this is a secret, but I guess it's millions of people just, listening. Just between us. And oh I have millions of millions people of now. Wow. Wow, wow, I hope now that you're on. I hope to get you millions of viewers, but I, I want to do stand-up comedy. And Ooh, I, I think you got the chops, bud. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And like, honestly, I won't invite any of my friends or family because they'll probably boo me off stage. But <laughs> I want to do this because I want to have my experiences seen in the world. And sometimes, especially, I got to say, in the field I am in, in advocacy, uh, in the helping field, it you have to be straight laced. You have to be uh, back straight, and sometimes it feels good just to laugh, right? And it, just the stories that like I have over the years. Like I remember a story about uh, looking for a Little Caesars, and I was in a plaza looking for a Little Caesars. I couldn't find it, so usually I go into a random store, and I'm just like, "Oh, where's the Little Caesars?" Right? And you know how the clerk is in the back or the people serving are in the back? Mm -hmm. Here's me thinking I'm like in a place where the front desk is right there, right? So I walk in, almost the type of person diving in a pool without looking. 
hey, where's the nearest Sea Little Caesars? Thinking I'm at the front desk and a lady who's enjoying a sandwich, poor lady, <laughs> enjoying her sum, is all flustered. And she's like, oh, oh, let me show you. Puts down her sum. <laughs> takes me and my friend over and it's just like, Things like, like, this guy's hungry. I got to help yeah, him out. Exactly. Put down your sub lady and help me out. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I need assistance and just stuff like that. And like, even, um, you're so entitled. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> Put I'm, down your sub and help me out. I, I was hangry. I was hangry. <laughs> I was hangry, but just things like that. And I find it's just such a beautiful thing that we could laugh at things that happen and not take a vision too seriously, right? I'm glad that I I like to be right. Uh, I'm glad that <laughs> you sort of confirmed you've sort of always had this attitude which you know you've you've made light of it. You've you've rolled with it. And, and that says a lot about your personality. And I think a lot of us including myself, we have those moments when we should think what would Ben do? What would what what um, funny thing would Ben say? The reason why I find it so funny, it's just so far removed from who you are as an actual person. So, uh, a perfect story. We we're speaking about. Um, I was saying about my MSW graduation, and this year when I graduated, I graduated from my diploma of social work back in. I don't want to give away my age, but back in two thousand eight, and then um, my BSW and my convocations were horror shows. I didn't ask for help. Ah. And I say it was so far removed because here's me accepting my diploma and then the the main dean reaching out and me in front of a crowd of people pretty much leaving the main dean hanging and I was an arcade user and everybody's like what a jerk, what a yeah. jackass. Yeah. He just left the main dean hanging and him still sticking out his hand and like I said, it makes it's it's funny because that's not who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. And it's just so far removed. And to kind of have that explanation after, I bet he would be chuckling like, wow, I just got high or left hanging. But in the reality, it's like I can't see your hand. And I feel like it's good to just laugh on the ridiculousness of what people thought before, right? Like, And, I, and it's so funny that it's so funny. I, I love that example because... I will try something and put myself in a situation where like, mm, I don't know how this is going to go. Should I bring my mobility cane? Should I bring my magnifier? You know, like, let's show up and see what happens. And you don't know until you try. And then you're like, ooh, this could have gone a bit more smoothly if, if even if I just had a cane. I didn't even need to talk to anybody about anything. If I just had a cane, you know, some things would have clicked on the other end for the other people. And, you know, maybe they might have put the diploma right in your hand. Well, I hope you got the yeah, diploma at the end of the day. Exactly. It sounds like you got it at the end of the day. It actually, they because I disrespected the deed, I actually got banned from... Oh, I don't blame I, them. I'm kidding. Yeah. I don't blame them. <laughs> and you had to go redo the whole thing, right? Exactly. I'm not allowed on Sheridan College's premises anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> Actually, another story that I'm going to bring up, and we were talking about laughter as well. And the one thing, I like how you said see you, the whole see you later. And sometimes it's nice, especially the friends and the allies that we have, to let them feel comfortable about laughing sometimes. And I'm not saying to be the butt of all jokes all the time. 
you know, those stupid, oh, you're blind, uh, I'm funny, when it's not really that funny. How many fingers am I holding up? Mm-mm, not funny. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But even the fact that to get that comfort zone of you you know they care. And a funny story, I remember I was having sushi with one of my friends. And my thing is when I'm just doing something and I just start hearing people laughing, I'm like, oh, oh what am I doing? <laughs> what, what, what did I just yeah, do? what's going what on? What did I just do? And I remember I was just like, I had my chopsticks. I, for me, I was just dipping my sushi into the, the soy sauce. And I hear my buddy just laughing. I'm just like, why is he laughing? He's like, oh, man, I, I don't want to laugh at this. But I was dipping my sushi just on the table. <laughs> <laughs> just on the table, figure. So just on the bare table, totally missing the soy sauce. And he's like, oh, I was to laugh at it. I'm like, I, I'm not going to lie. That's the funniest shit It's pretty funny. Ever. But now you got to tell me like, where the soy sauce is. It's almost like that just gradually understanding and gradually being like, okay, you know what? I got to be truthful, you know? I got to be truthful. And it, it just gradually happened where like, yeah, like point me in the right direction. Let me know what's going on because... You got to say, I got to admit, I missed uh, out on a lot. And even gradually becoming a cane user, I'm like, why didn't I use this big, beautiful piece of metal aluminum a long time ago? And it's just like, it, it, it invites people. And I feel like that's the beauty when we do look at embarrassment and shame. I like to say for anybody who is judging me for bumping into stuff or kicking stuff by accident, you would be doing the same thing if you had that field of vision. Like, it's just, it's my eyes. You would be in the same circumstances. It's not like cognitively I can't absorb what you're saying or cognitively I can't function. It's literally my eyes. And as a cane user, we're always bumping into stuff. That's how we find our way. And it's nothing wrong with it. It's like, it's it's amazing. People gravitate to you. The friends that I have met, like, hey, I some of my best friends I met from accidentally sitting on the lap on the bus. Like, <laughs> maybe, maybe I might meet my next wife from like accidentally going in an elevator and like getting lost in the elevator. So I find that when people see you're having fun with it and people see it doesn't bother you, they want to hop on the bandwagon. I always say like either hop on the bandwagon, get left behind, or I'm obviously driving it, so get run over by it. You know what I mean? Ooh. Yeah, exactly. I'll take over if you ever need a driver. Yeah, exactly. I, you make a, like so many good points here. And before we wrap up this incredible conversation, I could talk to you forever, I feel. Uh-huh. We're going to have to do a part two. But before we wrap this up, you, you know, you made a lot of really good points. And I think there's something to be said about the people who might be judging us for bumping into things or just having nasty thoughts. It's okay to be curious. It's okay to think to yourself, oh, I wonder what's, you know, going on in their day. Why why on earth did they walk into that pane of glass? You know, like, why can't they find the door? Um, it's okay to think these things, but if you're being judgy and like thinking nasty things and negative things about someone who's trying to make their way, whether they use a cane, whether they have a visible disability or not, you literally have no idea 
what is going on with them and their day. So I think for, if, if anything, they should be the ones that should be ashamed. So if you find yourself judging someone who's using a mobility device, who may look like they're having trouble getting around, they might look like they've had one too many drinks and they probably, but maybe they have, but you don't know. And maybe they had a reason to get drunk that day. Maybe they're having a really bad week and alcohol is not the answer, but sometimes people need to escape. I'm, I digress, but I think the shame should be on the people who are being judgy. And at the same time, I used to be more easily embarrassed, more easily humiliated. And I think that it's okay to go through that process because as we've said so many times, you don't know what you're doing until you try. You don't know what it's like using a mobility cane until you find it within yourself to try. And and if you're living your life one way right now and you get embarrassed easily, just know that that's okay. We are not judging you for having those feelings. Uh, but we just, I personally, I hope that you can come to a place where, um, where you're a little bit more like Ben. And uh, if you can make jokes about it, all the better. And then you can come on the podcast and we can have a good time. But then before we go, um, was there anything else that you wanted to add? Any final thoughts? And if not, then... Just let us know where the heck can we find your awesome podcast. Of course, Jenny, of course. So just want to let everybody know, uh, last comments before, uh, you're exactly right, for those who are, are shaming other people for just kind of navigating and living your life. Uh, and I hope you could multiple multiple voices, multitudes of voice, shame, shame, shame. And I want mm. it in a crescendo, you know, shame on you. Let people live their lives and at the same time, for uh, those individuals, different personalities, it, it is hard, but just know that even with a disability, even with sight loss, even with low vision, even with blindness, even with albinism, even if you were, uh, and I'm going to say in quotations, able-bodied person, there's always going to be embarrassment and there's always going to be uh, some form of shame. And when you own it, you, you just become happier. And you, you just become more content and you just enjoy life and the flowers smell a little better and the sun's a little brighter and the, the little dogs skipping on the street are a little cuter. And, oh, yeah, let's I, not make the sun brighter. I'm just yeah. kidding. Oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. Sorry to those uh, Unpopular people like sensitivities. My bad, my bad. But <laughs> yeah, you could definitely find our podcast at CNIB, The Lens Living Diverse, and we are on all platforms. So we're on Spotify. Uh, we are on Stitcher, we're on iTunes, we're on SoundCloud, anywhere that you could get your podcast. Also, we we do old time radio too. We're gonna we're gonna take over everything. We're gonna do um, telekinesis. We'll go straight to your mind. But all jokes aside, <laughs> check out the show. It really challenges intersectionalities. You get to hear my dumb jokes, plus you get to get thought provoking conversations. So. Uh, yeah, check that out if you have the opportunity. Thank you so, so much for coming on Low Vision Moments and for all of the incredible stuff that you're doing for the blind and visually impaired and low vision community, whatever your preferred terminology is, people. Uh, I, I Just keep it up. I love all the stuff that you're doing. And let's go offline and maybe talk about running. So I hope you have another couple hours to do that. Uh, of course, of course, we're, we're running definitely thank you for having me jenny i appreciate you 
that Ben. Isn't he a gem? I really do think we need to start a low vision moments clothing line. Picture it. A t-shirt that says blind Pele and an image of a person just booting a wet floor sign across the floor. I'd wear that. I want to thank you so, so much for listening and watching this time and always. If you have any feedback or suggestions about the pod, I would love to hear from you. You can send an email to podcasts at ami.ca or give us a call at 1-866-509-4545. Once more, the phone number is 1-866-509-4545. Just make sure to mention low vision moments in that message, please and thank you. You can come and follow me on Instagram or TikTok if those are your things. You can find me there under uberblonde4, U-B-E-R-B-L-O-N-D-E and the number four. Marco Flalo is our technical producer. Ryan Delahanty is our podcast coordinator. Manager at AMI-audio is Andy Frank. And shame on all of them and shame on all of you for putting up with my nonsense for nearly three years of this podcast. You all do make this podcast a reality though so thank you thank you so much and until next time remember to ask yourself what would ben do the walrus is canada's conversation and you're invited to take part Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.